0: Well, good morning, everyone. It's Chris Charleson coming to you again as the host of the Chris Charleson Show, talking to you about everything transportation logistics supply chain in a very uh, tumultuous time in, in our industry. And uh, today we are brought to you by CJ Solutions Group, the sol- your solutions provider in the transportation logistics industry. If you go to their website, which is cjgrp.com, and hit the Consult Now button. They will give you a free one-hour consultation uh, concerning some of the challenges that you may be facing with your business and your business planning. So go there right away, hit that button, and make sure you let them know when you're communicating with them that iLevel Logistics sent you there. Today, I'm gonna be putting up on the screen uh, in the next few minutes, a you know a few different charts five charts that really caught our eye this week you know together they certainly inform us about important changes in the world they in fact dis- definitively show that change happens big and dramatic changes whether we want them to or not sometimes the first is the cost of shipping around the world via container ocean freight container rates have decided that they're finally going to come back down after some tremendous highs that are, that were out there uh, the shipping costs around the world via these FEUs and TEUs continues to collapse. Routes with the most dramatic declines have been originating from Europe and Asia, ending in the United States as a consuming nation. That is not surprising whatsoever. What is surprising perhaps is the rate of the fall, because recall only a year ago the rates were sky high, and production a lot of the and produced a lot of the pain in the supply chain industry. Today they have dropped by nearly 80 percent off those highs. That is substantial, and you can see in this composite right here that, uh, which was brought to us by Arbor Data Science, that in there are several routes on here. Everything from Los Angeles to Shanghai, New York to Rotterdam, Shanghai to L.A., Shanghai to New York, which New York, New Jersey has kind of superseded Los Angeles as far as volumes because of a lot of the the changes in routings that have come from Asia over to the East Coast where a huge amount of the population of the United States resides. So you can see from this chart what's been going on with those rates, and it's, it's pretty evident that the general cost of a 40-foot container, an FEU, 40-foot equivalent unit, has dropped dramatically. Now, most of those things have not dropped below what they were in, say, October April May of 2020 so we do have a little ways to go before it gets back to what we would call a normalized state part of the scenario of course is that when you di- deflect a lot of freight from using as an example Shanghai to LA you uh, change that routing go through the Panama Canal over to the East Coast you have more routings going there and certainly the rate for going there is lower. But the overall cost for a Shanghai to New York route at the moment is about $8,400, $8,500. The, the uh, L, uh, excuse me, Shanghai to L.A. is about $4,200. So even though the rates have come down by suggested 80% based on this chart, you still have a lot more freight going to a higher cost routing for uh, international transportation so that's something to consider when looking at your entire supply chain as a company that's doing that or as a company that's trying to reposition empties to get back to places they need to go but that it was from arbor research and trading llc the second thing that really jumped out at us was the federal reserve in response to the nationwide inflation is hiking interest rates everybody kind of knows that if you pay attention to the the um, the news at all Yet it is a pace of the hikes that is unprecedented, not just the hikes themselves, but the pace at which they are occurring faster than any time in our history. So this chart here that we're going to bring up on the on the screen compares 2022 past rate rate hikes, Um, given the previous chart, a steep drop in prices. The relevant question is whether the Fed's actions are too aggressive or not. Only time will tell to see if that is really the case. A lot of people do believe those rate hikes are in it. And if you have a 401k, if you have any money in the stock market, you're seeing a huge impact on that. You know, some unbelievable volatile swings in the industry. And of course, over the course of the last six months or so, the the uh, the Dow uh, index has gone down approximately twenty two twenty three percent overall, which is a huge impact. And, and you couple that with the inflationary aspects of of what's going on in the world today, and you you have you have quite the economic downturn, not just nationally but internationally, because everything is tied together. It's very evident, especially for supply chain professionals, that we're all tied at the hip on these things. And it's, it's important to understand the differentials um, between these good times and bad times and the swings that happen and how to place yourself within them in the context of business and the context of just living in general. So you can see that the if from this chart, the, the change in effective federal rates in the cycle have gone up tremendously in 2022 as even compared to the 04 to 06 range, where the rates were up much higher than they are at this current juncture, but they went up in a slower pace to try to stem the tide of some of the economic downturns that occurred then, but in a more systematic, and more plotting manner. The third chart that we want to take a, a quick peek at is the stock market itself. It seems to think the Federal Reserve is really kind of too late and too aggressive in this manner. This year so far, the S&P percentage of trading days with negative returns has topped 55%. And over the last few days since this chart came out, it's even more than that because this chart is through September 26, 2022, and is now October 6th. The early 70 was the last time the percentage was higher than it is today. And you can see by this chart what we're talking about, the the yellow bar is is well over 55% now in terms of the amount of negative S&P days that occurred on the stock market. Now, you tie them all together over a very long period of time when you're investing and you hope to overcome those things and get an average return on a yearly year basis that can supplement your ability to save for for retirement, etc. But this is making it very difficult for people to understand where to put their money next. The uh, fourth and fifth charts that I want to talk about just briefly really involve politics. They depict, the the depiction below is, is the share of Americans who reported a great deal of confidence in science. That's right, the big S, science. And there's a lot of kind of conversations we could have along the lines of what science is what's supposed to be the scientific method the 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 uh, the nature of how we come to conclusions or how we come to the next step in the process of learning that science allows for but if you notice from this chart that we bring it up on the screen right now that uh, 2006 marks a dramatic or excuse me 2016. Uh, provides a dramatic rise in the confidence among Democrats. Democrats' confidence in science increased from 43% in 2016, 43% to 65% in 2021. That's a huge amount in a five-year period. Before 2016, the highest share among Democrats was 46% uh, with confidence in science, and that was in 2010. So by contrast the Republicans have dropped 3% from 2016 to 2021 while a drop really within the kind of tolerance that has always occurred within the within in that political party as far as their confidence or or lack of thereof in science itself. Naturally the news media focuses on the the partisan gap in these and stressing the low confidence levels exhibited by Republicans. However the chart makes very clear That the size of the gap is largely due to Democrats sudden embrace of the scientific community. In 2000, for example, Republicans 44% were more likely than Democrats, 42%, and independents 39% to express confidence in the scientific community. For most years Republicans in fact exhibited higher confidence in science than Democrats. What a turnaround that is, and as you can see by this chart um, there's a lot of studying that needs to be done as to see exactly why this occurred. Some certain things come to my mind, but I don't want to talk about those here. I just wanted to show you that the evidence is is pretty clear that there has been a, a great huge turnaround in the overall confidence factor in science between the two parties and now the disparity is is, quite significant, but the disparity is not necessarily the product of both parties going in different directions so much it is the fact that one party went in one direction so dramatically while the other party went in another direction less dramatically. So finally, with all the news coverage about the Supreme Court decision on abortion, the last chart offers some useful context to that. The left panel that you see here shows American perception of the distribution of opinion about abortion. In other words, this is what most people, most Americans, excuse me, most people think Americans' opinions are about abortion. This is what, let me repeat that again, this is what most people think Americans' opinions are about abortion as we are frequently told by the news media, Americans cluster on the extremes. It's with all the echo chambers and all the platforms that are out there and all the diatribe and back and forth conversations, usually there's an echo chamber that contributes to this to quite a degree and the periphery of both kind of parties, the extremes of both things, whether you're strongly pro-life or strongly pro-choice, seem to have the loudest conversations. However, the right panel, on this chart shows below shows the actual distribution there's a slight skew in favor of pro-choice but most people are somewhere in the middle as is the case for almost everything most people are somewhere in between the extremes that that are always discussed and talked about so that is that is a a point that needs to be made and understand that uh, most people are in the middle of a conversation most people They're not riding a fence as far as taking a position, but they're understanding there is more nuance than the loud cacophony of of disagreement from either side of a particular issue. The data definitely tells a different story. So ignore the constant media churn about polarization. The polarization you hear about Is exacerbated because it gets the attention of those that are in those polarized areas. That's my opinion on that, and of course, this is what this is: is an opinion show. Um, And but but hey, you know, one of the things we always try to do is we try to give you our opinion based on facts that come out. Now, any chart that comes up, any graph that comes up can be balanced and spun in a different direction. Those that look at numbers and know numbers well know how to manage those numbers in a direction that maybe they're biased for. I'm not trying to show you any bias by talking about this. I'm trying to do my job with this eye-level site uh, to go to, and that's create more conversation within the transportation logistics community on things that apply not just to transportation, but how we all work through our supply chain in our lives. And that's what these five charts kind of jumped out at us. And and I wanted to take a few minutes and, and go over those different things and invite conversation, invite some feedback, so that if there are things that you disagree with and things you agree with, things you want to communicate, get on our get on our site, subscribe to our daily email. That you'll get that has this kind of information, both aggregated, curated, and also, uh, you know, composite of different things that are out there, with our own personal editorial uh, discussions and conversations and write-ups about these these things. And, and if you subscribe to that, it's free to you. it will come to your email uh, anytime. We're looking to to grow this thing and be a, a wider. A disseminator of information for those out there within the industry and outside the industry to to learn more about what is part of the glue that keeps us all in this in this civilized world together and that's that's our job so come be a part of that go to our YouTube channel and and help us out by hitting pushing that subscribe button and I we have a lot of people viewing our different podcasts and, and video casts and such Uh, But what we need is people to hit subscribe so that we can bring better and more content to you. That's the goal. Once again, we are uh, sponsored today by CJ Solutions Group, your solutions provider. You can go to their site again at... at, um, www.cjgrp.com and hit that button up on the top of that that says uh, to, that you would like a free consultation from the these folks. They have tons and tons of experience in the transportation logistics world and can help vendors, shippers, anybody that that's, has supply chain challenges, which should be all of us, free of charge for a one-hour consultation. And maybe they can help you out and do some good things for you as well. So once again, it's Chris Josselin coming to you from the Chris Josselin Show. We'll see you very soon with some more important things about the supply chain. Take care.